Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and I want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit our website at deadtalklive.com. And, of course, if you have yet to do so, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is, of course, Dead Talk Live. Please go ahead and subscribe if you're there right now. It would be great if you guys hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. So, I want to welcome some of you guys here tonight. Let's see, we have uh, Ruben with us on YouTube. Carl Grimes is with us. Singer Chick is joining us, of course. Uh, Khaleesi is also with us. Philip Thomas is with us from Facebook. TB Edits. Uh, Lindsay Sparks, our regular, is with us. Welcome on the Instagram side. Let's see, we have uh, quite a few people. Lucian is with us. Marie's moderating. Mayor is with us. Uh, Angel is with us. So, good evening to all of you. Thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, if you guys did not get a chance to watch yesterday's show, we had from Hannibal, one of the stars, Caroline Davernas. It was a great uh, interview last night. If you missed it and you want to catch up and watch it, it is available on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And you could also go to our website, deadtalklive.com, to see that and any other prior interviews that you might have missed and want to catch up on. Uh, scheduling note, uh, our next guest is going to be Charlie from Fear the Walking Dead. Alexa Neesonson is going to be with us this coming Monday, December 7th, starting right now at 9.30 p.m., so you don't want to miss that. Uh, Charlie is like one of the most senior members on the cast of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, she came into the show in season three, so in seniority-wise, let's see, Strand, Alicia, Daniel... Uh, I've, they're definitely more, I've been there longer, but she's like number four. Am I missing someone? Alicia, Strand, and Daniel. Uh, yeah, and she's like number four on the seniority list. Um, if you guys remember back in season four, they brought in a whole new group of people who we all know and love today on the cast of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Khaleesi says, thought she came in in season four. No, no, she came in in season three. Um, pretty sure when Nick died, uh, when at the stadium, that was season three, I believe. It was not season four. Season four is when Morgan made the crossover from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead. And Charlie had already been in play in season three. So it was definitely season three that Alexa joined the cast of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, anyway, moving on, we also have listed a lot of other guests and dates to get to guests that we've formally have announced. It's all on our website, guys. So please go to Dead Talk Live, hit on our, our guests menu link, and you will see Everyone that's coming up, more people are going to be announced in the days to come. So keep checking up on the site as it gets updated as soon as we have confirmations from guests as well as dates. Now, we got another video submission yesterday uh, from one of our digital contributors. This is from Alpha Rare. That's the name of the YouTube channel, Alpha Rare. It's an excellent tribute to the entire Walking Dead it's called We Carry On. So, you know how it goes, guys. Let's check it out. Here it is. We Carry On. I stopped counting when I hit double digits. It's right around the time I stopped feeling bad about it. This fire won't go out, though just a flicker it may. Shifting through the shadows to a vision we can't see Hold fast to one another We will stand stranger to brother I 
killing that man. That killer, he saved her life. And then Denise was there to save Carl. It's all a circle. Everything gets a return. That wasn't for you to do. How could you do that? That wasn't for you to do. I lost my family. I lost my mind. It started to rise. I thought I was seeing the end of everything. I believe in Rick Grimes. You are not safe. We are one. Oh, look at that! Turning it like a champ. We are one. We carry on. Supposed to do. You're supposed to be someone else. So there you guys have it. That from YouTube channel Alpha Rare. We carry on. Awesome tribute to The Walking Dead. And here's an interesting note on that video. You know, 99.9% of the videos that we post to uh, YouTube, you know, Walking Dead tributes, horror tributes, and so on, always get some kind of copyright hit. It doesn't, rest it doesn't affect your account. It doesn't uh, restrict visibility. All it means is that the owner of the content is going to be able to monetize your clip or whatever. That video, for I mean was got no copyright hits and you know that takes a lot of skill to do because even if it's a little scene or you know what gets it the most is the, is the song choice but that video got through with no problems no restrictions no copyright hits i was like whoa that's that's rare that's rare i don't know how many youtubers we have out there that like to post these kind of video clips but if you if you if you are one of them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, we've been discussing now for a while about the backlog of movies that are waiting to be released. And because of the coronavirus pandemic, they have been sitting on the shelf with movie studios trying to figure out how to release this huge backlog of movies. Uh, so Warner Brothers today came out with their plan for 2021. And what they're going to do is, uh, starting in 2021, they are going to be simultaneously releasing movies to whichever movie theaters are operating and are deemed safe, while the movie also at the same time gets released to HBO Max. Now, this is a deal that Warner Brothers struck with HBO. And you're going to see this happening with all the other movie studios as well. Universal also has a similar deal. Uh, not as elaborate as this, but they're going to have to refine it to having movies being released to video on demand. Uh, because, you know, guys, we have no idea if movie theaters are ever going to go back to the way they used to be. Uh, it's sad. I've said it before. It's very sad. We all know that life, uh, what life was like before the coronavirus pandemic, it, 
that's been forever changed. Uh, when we do get this thing under control, and I have full faith we will get it under control, even when that happens, life has been forever altered. And these movie studios, uh, TV networks, they're going to have to adjust uh, to the new way of life. Uh, I really hope movie theaters end up surviving this. I really do. I think going to the movies, uh, it's just, it's, a, it's an experience that you don't want taken away. Uh, I don't think they're going to go away. There'll be different rules in place, even well after the pandemic passes. Uh, but it's not going to be the same as it used to be. So anyway, Warner Brothers, starting with Wonder Woman 1984, which was supposed to be released last summer, uh, along with a whole slew of movies over the summer. The summer is the big movie season where all the big budget films get released because that's when they make the most money. Uh, so Warner Brothers struck a deal with HBO for the movies, their movies, Warner Brother movies, to be simultaneously released to a limited amount of theaters and to home viewers on HBO Max for one month. Okay? Just like the movie would normally be available in the movie theaters. Normally, the lifespan of a movie is several weeks, and the really big hit movies can go up to two months. But for one month, it will be available the same time it hits the theaters on HBO Max. So there's an article about it. Let's go ahead and read it. Warner Brothers revealed that each film will be available for streaming on HBO Max starting on the date of its domestic theatrical release. Warner Brothers will release all of its 2021 movies on HBO Max, but the catch is they will only be available for one month. HBO Max is a relatively new streaming platform, but it's already aware that it needs to be competitive to have a place in the game. And the video on-demand market is getting saturated. Now, I just want to clarify, just because you are subscribed through your TV provider to HBO, you do not have HBO Max. Okay, I just want to make that clear. HBO Max is a separate streaming service that is, of course, owned by HBO. So just because you have HBO, you are subscribed through it to your cable or satellite provider, you do not automatically have access to HBO Max. Uh, the streaming platform has all past and current HBO shows, of course, like Game of Thrones, Succession, and Big Little Lies, but it also has original series like Love Life, Raised by Wolves, and Green Lantern, and with the you know, blow up of these video on demand home streaming services. And you got to give full credit to Netflix for taking the lead on this one. They are all creating original content, which is great. I mean, that is so awesome. Whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, Fandango Now, they are all creating their own content. So that's the direction I've seen. I saw this coming a long time ago when Netflix really first flipped over and tried to change their model from delivering DVDs to you through the mail. Do you guys remember those days of getting Netflix movies delivered to you through the mail? And as soon as you're done, you put them back in the envelope, send them back, and then the next movie in your queue will arrive by post office. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think they might still have that available, but I have not seen anybody use it. Uh, so Netflix back in the day, and this is not that long ago, we're talking not even 10 years ago, but it might as well be 30 years ago at the rate technology is advancing. Uh, they came out with this streaming at home 
thing. And in the beginning, all the Netflix movies that they had available for streaming at home sucked. They were like B movies, okay? And to their credit again, they had built it up, started bringing in the A movies. And then, of course, once they started creating their own original content, which has produced some blockbuster shows, it was lights out. Everybody fell into the game after that, and they started doing the same thing and following that exact same model. So we are just uh, overloaded with content at home. Wonder Woman 1984 started the hybrid theatrical release slash streaming release trend for Warner Brothers. Wonder Woman 1984 will premiere in theaters on Christmas Day, December 25th. So yeah, we actually now finally have a date. I'm a big Wonder Woman fan on when we are going to see the sequel to Wonder Woman, which is called Wonder Woman 1984. It will be available for streaming on HBO Max that exact same day. It will uh, only be available on HBO Max for one month. Additionally, AMC has confirmed that it has collaborated on the plan with Warner Brothers and is entirely on board with that plan. HBO Max is already preparing for the big release by suspending its seven-day free trial. So any of you guys thinking out there of signing up for the seven-day free trial and watching some Warner Brothers movies for free, yeah, they, 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 did the, they did away with that. Warner Brothers announced that every movie in its 2021 lineup would be available on HBO Max for one month the film's one-month run will start simultaneously with the film's movie release in the theaters. Uh, this will apply to current Warner Brothers 2021 slate, including now they list a whole bunch of movies. The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry in the Heights, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is another one I'm looking forward to. That's going to be a pretty amazing Godzilla vs. King Kong. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring. Oh, man. Finally, we get to see the next uh, movie in the Conjuring universe, which is called The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I'm a big Conjuring uh, universe fan. From the original movies and their sequels, uh, along to their uh, respective spinoffs, Annabelle, and uh, so on. But this is going to be the third Conjuring movie uh, coming out. And I can't wait for it. It's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, they also have Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Reminiscence, A Malignant, Dune, The Merry Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and The Matrix 4. Yes. For those of you who did not know that, there is a Matrix 4 coming out. And that is going to be pretty damn interesting to see how they do that storyline. Considering they all wrapped it up, you know, pretty nicely at the end of the third Matrix movie. How do they bring that back? So I'm definitely going to watch that as well. All of the movies will be available in 4K Ultra HD and HDR on HBO Max. Once, once the month is up, the film will be removed from HBO Max indefinitely and will continue theatrically, domestically, and internationally for its typical duration, which is not going to be much longer than that one month. Uh, maybe for the big budget movies like Matrix, The Conjuring, Wonder Woman 1984, they might go six weeks in the theaters, limited theaters, keep in mind, okay? It's not going to be available everywhere, um, and the way this trend is going now with the pandemic, there might be another lockdown where movie theaters might not even be open come January or February. 
Anyway, Warner Brothers calls to compromise a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors. And they're right. It is a win-win for us, the fans, the viewers. Now, for the movie studios, they are not going to make anywhere near the amount of money uh, as they would have using the old style, where the movie is released to theaters, uh, stays there for a while, makes its money, gets pulled, and then two, three months later, it's released to Blu-ray, DVD, and on-demand. That's where all the big bucks come in. But they know they have to adjust. They have to adjust uh, if they want to continue making movies. It's that simple. The hybrid model allows for major movie chains like Regal Cinemas and AMC to stay afloat as they will still be allowed to release Warner Brothers major pictures. And yeah, AMC, guys, is not just AMC channel where we see The Walking Dead. AMC owns one of the largest chains of movie theaters as well. So they are a production company, distributor, the whole nine yards. AMC is a huge company. However, those who don't have access to movie theaters due to the pandemic will still be able to view them on HBO Max. And the Warner Brothers can make a profit that is closer to a film's typical box office gross. Close, maybe, uh, but that's all relative. <laughs> the plan undeniably benefits HBO Max and its current subscribers the most. Additionally, this 12-month plan will inevitably cause a surge in HBO Max subscriptions. Exactly. This is a great deal for HBO. Uh, it's an amazing deal for HBO. It's going to bring them a, a bunch of money. Is it such a great deal for Universal? Probably not. But like I said, they really don't have any other viable alternatives. Philip Thompson on Facebook writes, the movie theater here at home closed because of no business. That is true. That is true. They're closing left and right. It's not just movie theaters that are affected, but everything's affected. Admittedly, this is likely the best approach for distributors going into 2021. Major movie chains have been enraged by distributors like Disney's decision to release straight to streaming and bypass a, a theatrical release altogether. Meanwhile, some people are unable uh, to or don't feel like risk going to the movie theaters. Movie theaters might not make it as much as they would have, but they're, they're certainly making more than if Warner Brothers cho chose to forego theatrical releases altogether. Only time will tell how the plan will pan out for all parties involved. Uh, this is how it's going to work, in my opinion. HBO, winner. I mean, no doubt. Lots of money. Universal is going to make its money, not as much as if the old model was, was followed. Movie theaters, they're going to make some money. Some people still are going to go to the movie theaters, even in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, but nowhere near. And, you know, movie theaters rely on making the majority of their money through concessions. That's why when you go to the movie theater, it costs you five to six bucks to get a Coke. You know, eight dollars for a popcorn. Because that's where they make the majority of their money. But if the crowds are not there, revenue is going to be greatly decreased. A lot. I mean, a lot. So whether they survive this or not, I have no idea. But it's better than nothing. It's absolutely better than nothing. So they really don't have any argument to make. It's better than nothing. Uh, the other options these movie studios have is to completely forego the movie theater and go straight to video on demand. Now, if you guys remember, there was a big dispute a couple of months ago between The Walking Dead and uh, Universal. The Rick Grimes movies are being done uh, with a partnership between AMC and Universal Studios. 
AMC got very upset with Universal when they started releasing some movies directly to video on demand, bypassing the movie theaters. In fact, I believe uh, a lawsuit was even filed over it. But according to Scott Gimple, the latest word, and this was a while ago, is that the Rick Grimes movies are still scheduled to be released to theaters. Now, keep in mind, they haven't even started filming yet. So that is nowhere, uh, nowhere near, you know, we're nowhere near the release date of the, of the Rick Grimes Walking Dead movies. But depending on the state of the world, when that date does come, are we going to be looking at the similar type of thing? It's an AMC Universal Partnership. Uh, I can guarantee you if something similar to this is going to happen with the Rick Grimes movies, then we are looking at a simultaneous, sorry, simultaneous release to movie theaters. And I can guarantee you AMC Plus when the Rick Grimes movies uh, are ready to be released. So we just have to wait and find out. Jason Byrne wants to know, whereabouts are, am I? I am in the Washington, D.C. area, just outside the Washington, D.C. area in Northern Virginia, not too far away from the real Alexandria. So uh, let's see what else is going on. Just scrolling through the chats here. Uh, a lot of people are talking about vaccines, barely able to go into work. Want to say hello to Adriana on Instagram, Juan on Instagram. Welcome. Welcome to all you guys, Don Jack Gamer. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Hope all of you are doing well. So, uh, here's some Andrew Lincoln news. The Walking Dead star Andrew Lincoln's new movie has been picked up by Netflix. So those of you that are, uh, you know, can't wait to get your Andrew Lincoln, uh, you know, fix his movie, his new movie has been picked up by Netflix and no, it's not the Walking Dead movie. Uh, Walking Dead star Andrew Lincoln's new film, which is called Penguin Bloom, has been picked up by Netflix in key territories. What that means is it's not available in every country. Uh, the film, which also stars Naomi Watts, will stream in North America, the UK, France, and select countries in Asia on January 27th. So they have a date for that, but they still... <laughs> Don't have a date as to when The Walking Dead Season 10 is going to be released on Netflix. And I know there's a lot of people waiting for Season 10 of The Walking Dead to be released on Netflix. Trust me, I hear you guys. I get your messages. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's the only answer I can give you. I don't know. Uh, both Netflix and AMC is not really addressing the issue. It was supposed to, uh, based on an article we read over the summer, be released in October. Well, October was two months ago, and it never came out. So I think what's going to happen is one day we're just going to wake up. You know, when you turn on your Netflix, you'll see it right there. Uh, I, I seriously doubt they're going to release a release date ahead of time, letting us know when to expect it. I think it's just going to be one of those kind of things where you turn on Netflix one day and there you will see The Walking Dead Season 10. So other than that, I just have no other news. Uh, Philip on Facebook writes, yes, Netflix cannot wait to see it. So Philip, you have not seen uh, Season 10 at all of The Walking Dead. Uh, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I saw that today on my news feed about Andrew Lincoln's movie. Yep. Going back to the movie, it is based on Bradley Trevor Grieve and Cameron Bloom's novel of the same name, Penguin Bloom. It follows a young family struggling to come to terms with an accident that leaves the mother, Sam Bloom, played by uh, Naomi Watts, paralyzed. 
The family soon find comfort in nursing an injured magpie chick back to health. Lincoln is playing Watts' on-screen husband, uh, who goes by the name of Cameron, which is directed by Glendon Ivan. So there you guys go. If you uh, want to get your Andrew Lincoln fix, on January 27th, uh, Netflix picked up Penguin Bloom. Uh, so Philip responds, they just, uh, want to wait and stay, uh, stay on our toes for it. Yep. Yep. Netflix does not release viewer information, uh, any kind of ratings on any kind of, for any, any one of the original shows or, or movies or other TV shows. No, no kind of ratings whatsoever. You know, if a show did good on Netflix, if it gets picked up for another season. So if you're watching a TV show and you're scroll, scrolling through the menu and you see it's where it says another season is coming, yeah, we don't know the numbers, how many viewers watched it on Netflix, but it was obviously good enough for them to come out with another season. So uh, Philip says, nope, no season 10 yet. I'm a little behind a bit. Well, season 10 was amazing. So I hope it does come out for you on Netflix so you can watch it because it was an absolutely fantastic season of The Walking Dead, which got wrapped up on October 4th. And February 28th, we are getting those six bonus episodes of The Walking Dead. But for the next three months, guys, it's uh, no Walking Dead, no fear. No World Beyond, and of course, no The Walking Dead original. So we are in the off-season of The Walking Dead. Uh, Khaleesi writes, I'm waiting on season four of Stranger Things. Ah, I love Stranger Things. Uh, That is just such a fascinating show. So anyway, moving on. AMC Plus, first ever holiday special with Chris Hardwick set to host. We've discussed this before as well. The silent nights of the holiday season are set to feature some terror and frights as AMC announces its first ever The Walking Dead Holiday Special. Set to premiere on the network streaming platform AMC+, The Walking Dead Holiday Special will see Chris Hardwick host the hour-long event and feature cast members Virtually, of course, this is all being done virtually. Gather to reminisce on the franchise series past, present, and future. Debuting December 13th, so that's the date, December 13th, which is 10 days from today. The Walking Dead holiday special will also feature appearances from cast members Lauren Cohen, Melissa McBride, Josh McDermott, sorry, Josh McDermott, Kari Payton, Eleanor Matsura, Cooper Andrews, Cassidy McClincy, Lauren Riddleoff, Kaylee Fleming, Emily Kinney, Beth. We're going to get to see Beth. And Iron E. Singleton, T-Dog. Walking Dead Universe COO Scott Gimple and showrunner and executive producer Angela Kang will also be there for the event. Definitely going to watch that. The evening, however, won't miss the holiday spirit, as the special will also include performances of holiday classics. The Walking Dead fans sitting tight for the holiday special will also catch glimpse at the table read for an upcoming Season 10 episode. And when they say Season 10, I've said this before, it's those six extra episodes sandwiched between Season 10 and 11. The Walking Dead Holiday Special is produced by Embassy Row with Brandon Monk, Stephen Markowitz, Michael Davies, executive producing. So that sounds like a lot of fun. I find it funny that they're going to be playing some holiday classics. So picture this, guys, okay? You know, uh, season seven premiere of The Walking Dead you know, one of the darkest episodes in the franchise's history where we lose Abraham and Glenn alongside with a Christmas carol. 
<laughs> that, that's quite a mashup right there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a way to get everybody into the holiday spirit. You know, let's all watch. Let's all watch again. Abraham and Glenn getting their heads bashed in, and then see you know Scrooge. Anyway, just having a little fun there. Um, Lindsay Sparks wants to know how can I get AMC Plus, and that's a great question. It's a great question. You can't just go to amcplus.com, sign up, give them a credit card download the app and you're ready to go doesn't work like that with amc plus uh for right now this might change in the future but for right now the only way you can get access to amc plus is through your tv provider whether it's cable satellite that's it cable or satellite so you got to contact your cable or satellite provider and they're the ones who are going to be, you're going to be paying them the money for AMC+. Plus. Uh, when I signed up for it a while ago, I was asking myself the same question. I'm like, how the hell do I sign up for this thing? Uh, you can also get it. It is available now on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, Amazon Prime Video has a whole bunch of channels like Shutter, which AMC owns, AMC Plus, Showtime, HBO. I'm sure HBO Max is available on one of the Amazon Prime channels. And what it is, it's like um, a way, because now you have all these different streaming apps, it's a way to watch them all in one location. And that's Amazon Prime Video. So you can subscribe to Shutter. You can subscribe to Showtime. You can subscribe to HBO and Curiosity Streams and a, a whole bunch of other channels. And instead of going out on your mobile device and downloading a separate app for every different channel that you want to have, you can have them all in one app. And that is the Amazon Prime uh, video app. So that's an option. And I know that AMC Plus is now available on the Amazon uh, Video Prime. Uh, that's not how I got it. It was not, when I got it, it was not available through Amazon uh, Prime Video. I had to go through my cable provider. I don't know if you try to sign up for it through Amazon Prime. You can skip that whole TV provider thing or not. But if one of you guys tries it, uh let me know let me know because you know uh i'm already signed up so i can't do it again uh i'm not going to sign up for amc premiere twice <laughs> anyway this is no surprise fear the walking dead has been renewed for season seven no surprise there whatsoever they are in the middle of a well there's no question the best season of fear the walking dead uh, season six, hands down, not even, uh, I don't even know what might even be considered a close second, but season six of Fear the Walking Dead is hands down the best season of Fear the Walking Dead we have had to date. Uh, so if you know anybody that started the show, stopped it, never even started it, you know, and but they're big Walking Dead fans or they're big zombie genre fans. Talk to them. Say, you know what? Season six of Fear the Walking Dead is kick-ass. And if they say, you know, yeah, that's great, but I don't want to go all the way back from season one and binge watch all the way to all the way to find out what's going on when I get to season six. Uh, we've actually discussed this before as well. As if that situation ever arises, where would you tell them to start? If they want to be really kind of caught up with the characters that we have on now on Fear of the Walking Dead. And we came up with a consensus that if they don't want to binge watch the entire series just to get to season six, the best place to start would be season four. Because that's when we get introduced 
And that's when they did the whole makeover behind the scenes and in front of the camera in regards to cast when they completely remade the Fear of the Walking Dead into this amazing season that we have now, which is season six. So tell them to start with season four if they're not willing to binge watch the entire series. Because if they're fans of The Walking Dead, they already know who Morgan is. They already know who Dwight is. They know who Sherry is. And in season four is when you get to meet Al, John, and so on. So that's what I would tell them. Uh, K3V on Instagram writes, World Beyond is getting interesting. It sure is. World Beyond is ended in such a way season one ended in such a way that season two is it's it should be fantastic it should be a complete uh season one was us getting to know these characters them setting out on their journey and we saw how it ended huck being elizabeth's daughter and uh you know uh felix meeting up with will the group is splintered. Silas turned himself into the CRM. Uh, Iris and Felix met up with Will. Huck took Hope into the CRM because that was her plan. She was working for the CRM to get the asset, who was Hope, into the CRM because she's brilliant. So the group is fragmented. There's going to be collisions. Felix is finally going to get to see. He's going to be told what the CRM is all about. Felix, is, Felix and Iris are both going to find out what the CRM did to their home, the Omaha colony. So there's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in Season 2 of World Beyond. This past Monday, we had Huck as our special guest. And she told us that in the next month or so, they are going to start filming Season 2. So hopefully it will be released sometime in the fall, more than likely October of this year. And uh, hopefully at the same time in October, we'll also be getting season 11 of The Walking Dead. So we just have to wait and see. Um, so anyway, today I want us to discuss... Uh, the different ways that the zombie virus has been displayed in the modern era, okay? All the different takes on the zombies, snail zombies, the slow ones, I like to call them snail zombies, you know, the George Romero, the Walking Dead zombies, to the rage zombies, World War Z, 28 days later. Personally, for me, uh, I would 100% rather deal with the snail zombies as opposed to those scary-ass rage zombies that will just run up on you and go through any obstacle that's in their way. They are scary. So we're going to start off with a great movie. I love it. World War Z. And we're starting off with World War Z for a very particular reason. World War Z, and I hope you guys have seen it. If you have not seen it, uh, it stars Brad Pitt. It's an amazing movie. You gotta watch it. If you're a zombie fan, you gotta watch World War Z. Now, the difference in the zombies that we get to see in World War Z is that they do not devour their victims. They don't eat them. The way uh, we see them behave and react, along with the explanation that Brad Pitt's character figures out, they are basically, now, picture a virus, you know, microscopic, you can't see it. Once you're infected with the World War Z zombie virus, you become the virus, okay? You are the virus. And as any other type of virus, your only uh, way to go, the only, the only mission a virus has is to reproduce. That's it. Okay? 
Uh, we're talking about one of the simplest life forms around. Deadly, but simple. So once you get bitten in the universe of World War Z, their job is done. It's on to going and finding someone else to bite. They do not devour their victims. And the turn time from the time you get bit to when you turn into a zombie in World War Z is around eight seconds. That's scary fast. Uh, so these rage zombies will come up on you, bite you, and then move on to the next person to try to bite and reproduce because that's the sole mission of any virus. And that's why I call the zombies in World War Z, they are the virus taking on a human form. Okay, and we get to see how a virus will react if it was in human form. It's to reproduce. Anyway, World War Z is an amazing movie. If you guys have not watched it, it is available on various streaming services. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it is based on a book. Uh, just some little behind the scene notes. Uh, they had a lot of problems in filming World War Z. In fact, the last 45 minutes of the movie, because it didn't play well with a test audience, uh, they went back and redid the entire last 45 minutes of the movie. They did not like the ending. They didn't like how it played with the audience. So that's a little tidbit right there. Uh, they totally redid the ending. Uh, but anyway, the final product that we got to see was great. Now, moving on, we're going to get on to the George Romero zombies. He is the granddaddy of the modern day uh, zombie flick. Of course, starting with Night of the Living Dead back in the 1960s. The black and white, classic, classic movie. And... You know, it's a classic movie because, you know, you, you watch any horror movie, non-zombie related, okay? Whether it's a Halloween movie or a paranormal movie, any kind of movie. And if there's a TV playing in the background, uh, you see this throughout the entire horror genre. If the characters are watching TV or if there's a TV playing in the background... Nine out of ten times, the movie that's playing on that TV is Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I can't, I, I've lost count as to how many movies uh, that, that Night of the Living Dead is seen on. Uh, I think it's funny. I think it's funny and I think it's great. Um, but Dawn of the Dead, out of the, the original three, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Now, Night of the Living Dead, you got to put in its own separate category. That was the one by, you know, they're all done by George Romero, but that was like what kickstarted everything. Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, is one of my favorite all-time zombie movies. Uh, hands down. I loved it. I love Night of the Living Dead, don't get me wrong. And I also love Day of the Dead, where uh, Saz just pointed out Bub, who has to be one of the most famous zombies of all time. Bub from Day, the original Day of the Dead. Uh, but the original Dawn of the Dead takes place in a mall. Uh, was absolutely fantastic. Now, they've remade all of those movies. Night of the Living Dead was remade in 1990, and it's again being remade. Uh, I'm pretty sure I heard, yeah, it's again being remade. But in 1990, uh, Tom Savini, who was a guest of ours, directed and remade Night of the Living Dead. It was a great remake. And also, the 2004 Dawn of the Dead was also fantastic. It stayed very true to the original Dawn of the Dead. 
the characters they brought in for the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead, they were fantastic. Uh, again, it takes place in a mall. They stayed very faithful to the story. And it was great. Now, Day of the Dead, the remake, I'm not such a big fan of that. I'm no, 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 no. It had no similarities whatsoever to the original Day of the Dead, except for the character names. You strip away the character names, it's not Day of the Dead. And even then, the character names are kind of meaningless anyways. But I did not like the remake of Day of the Dead at all. I loved the original Day of the Dead. Uh, but Day of the Dead, the remake, nah. No way. No way. Now, another great movie that we got to talk about is 28 Days Later. Very popular. Came out in 2002. Okay? Now, this is where... I would say we really start to get introduced to the rage zombies. 28 Days Later is what uh, popularized the rage zombies. So I got a little piece here. I'm going to read about it. Uh, uh, let's see. It's uh, Danny Boyle's dynamic visionary take on zombie horror. It's absolutely terrifying. It is. The film follows survivors struggling to make sense of the aftermath 28 days after a viral epidemic ravages the UK in the form of a violent and an incurable sickness that leaves its host in a perpetual state of aggression filled with uncontrollable rage. A gripping and realistic representation of society totally crippled by a mysterious new disease. The film interrogates the possibility that the kind of blinding, violent fury it causes is something that already exists inside all of us, and the virus simply triggers it. The answers are foggy, much like most investigations into the human condition, but Boyle's decision to shoot the film on consumer-grade digital video cameras, as well as the naturalistic performances by its lead cast, gives 28 Days Later a suitable grit and grime and grounds it firmly into the real world. Although it's not without moments of surreal beauty, beyond the typical genre thrills lies somewhere even more horrifying. The erosion of humanity seen as a survival mechanism. What, what's maybe the scariest thing about 28 Days Later is that the scenario it presents isn't at all hard to buy. And I totally agree with that take on the movie. It was shot not with these very expensive cameras that most movies are shot with nowadays in digital it was shot with lower grade cameras to give it that feel and it completely worked it completely worked and it put it up there as one of the best all-time zombie movies uh jason on youtube writes the guy who played mark in 28 days later went to my old school that is really cool. That's really cool, Jason. Uh, CC Wheezy says, Hard to survive rage zombies. They are relentless. Doesn't matter if you're behind uh, a windshield or a brick wall. They will keep bashing away until they get at you. Uh, not very easily distracted either. Once they have you in their sights... It's not like you can do with the snail zombies on The Walking Dead and all the dead movies... The Romero movies where you can distract them by fireworks, by music, sound. Uh, once they get their eyes set on you, they're they're all out. They're all out. Now, talking about, you know, of another movie of... Now, these are not classified as zombies. But I don't know how many of you guys have seen the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith. It's another great movie. They're not zombies 
because in I Am Legend, they're not technically dead. For me, to be considered a zombie, you got to be dead. It doesn't matter if it's a rage zombie or a uh, snail zombie. Now, in World War Z, you can argue, well, they just get bit. Are they really dead? Yeah, they're dead because we've seen them shot. Uh, you got to take them out the old traditional way, which is by shooting them in the head. But in uh, I Am Legend, they are creatures. They are humans just uh, ravaged by a disease that makes them sensitive to light, completely alters their physical appearance. And in the movie, they are referred to like night creatures because during the day, they do hide. And if you guys did see that movie... Uh, you know, Will Smith's character was working on and successfully finds a cure to their virus. So that's why, you know, I Am Legend is not classified as a zombie movie. Uh, C.C. Weezy writes, the I Am Legend, they are mutations. That's, yep, that's the perfect way to describe it. They are mutations. Now, we only have a limited amount of time left, but I want to talk about the movie Train to Busan. How many of you guys have seen the movie Train to Busan? It's a, it's a South Korean movie. It's zombie, rage zombies. Fantastic. Uh, 2016, only four years old. It's not that old. It came out in 2016. So if you guys have not watched Train to Busan... Please watch it. Again, it's available on various streaming services. It's a great movie. Of course, it's in Korean. It's subtitled. But it's an amazing movie. Um, I'll just read a little bit about it. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, basically, it's about a workaholic who's distracted by his job in finance, estranged from his daughter and wife. He lives in Busan for her birthday. He agrees to take her to her mother via train. But a meant-to-be-a-simple father-daughter journey turns into the ride from hell as a virus of unknown origin rapidly spreads through the train, transforming the victims into zombies in a very swift and hideous way. Train to Busan is a very gory, gory movie. Uh, the cinematographer crams us into chaotic train cars with balletic choreography and a pack of passengers trying to survive. Yet they turn on each other. As we've seen happen, humanity does turn on each other when it's everyone is out for themselves. themselves. The film arrives at a heartbreakingly Human conclusion that despite the nasty bloodbath it, it, it bookends would make the, the film director very proud. I don't want to spoil it for you guys in case you guys are going to watch it. But, you know, out of the movies that I've listed, obviously, you know, please watch Train to Busan if you're a zombie fan. I know a lot of you guys have already watched 28 Days Later. Uh, in World War Z. If you guys have not watched World War Z, please go ahead and watch it. It's a great movie. Anyway, guys, that's it for tonight. This hour just flies by every night. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been great chatting with you guys, uh, as always. Please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com to see featured episodes, recent episodes, our guests, both both upcoming and past guests. Please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Dead Talk Live. Please go ahead and subscribe if you're there right now. Hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night where we are going to be talking about some of the worst of the worst psychopaths that we have seen in the horror genre. So that should be very interesting. Anyway, guys, stay safe. And until tomorrow night, guys, remember... Stay walking.